Right guys, welcome back to the channel and to the first episode of the Dark Artisan 40k podcast. Tonight I am joined by Patreon, Mr. James Ellis. James, thank you very much for joining us. Absolute pleasure, mate. Good to be um, here. Some people might recognise that voice if you watch Tabletop Tactics. You recently played <laughs> against uh, B-Born himself. Did it's a good game. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I, I, I laugh a lot at Tabletop Tactics, but that game, I, I laughed at a lot, man. Cheers, man. I'm definitely coming up. I promise next year I'll be coming up with a couple of armies and we'll have a good good few games. I promise. Good, good. It's just a shame you're like six hours away. <laughs> yes, yes. There's a bit of a pain. Yeah, that, the, the joys of living north of the wall, eh? <laughs> but nevertheless, thank you very much, James, for joining us. Guys, if you are interested in listening to the podcast, it should now be available on iTunes. It is on Spotify. And of course, Anchor FM, you can also listen and watch on YouTube as well. Uh, as this is the 40k podcast uh, this week, uh, we are going to be discussing the Psychic Awakening books. There's currently, well, there's currently two out, but I have the third one here. Uh, and the three next ones have been announced as well, James. Yes, yes, and there are interesting things going on, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. So... We've got Psychic Awakening, Phoenix Rising, Faith and Fury, and of course Blood of Baal. Uh, and the recently announced ones, which are apparently getting a full reveal uh, on Christmas Day, is Ritual of the Damned, rumoured to be the Grey Knights, the Dark Angels, and the Thousand Suns. That'd be good. The Grey Knights are crying out. Yeah. I mean, they've had some fairly huge points drops through Chapter of Braves. Does it, does it fix them, some... though, does it? No. Not at all, but they hopefully this will give them some tools to compete. If they get some form of doctrines, that'll be very, very interesting. Absolutely. Very interesting. Absolutely. I mean, even the tactical doctrine with the weight of Stormbolt of Fire that they can get would help massively. I mean, Lawrence has tried and tried with Grey Knights and failed. Yeah. To make yeah. it work. And you know what? 2CP for plus one strength and minus one AP on your Storm Bolters. That's ridiculous. It, it well, is, it is. Well, I'm hoping one of the things they address is the uh, command points cost of a lot of their stratagems. Oh, God, yeah, I, they, are, they are way... The thing is, though, that that book was, I think, was the third codex to came up, come out in 8th edition, and it's the only one that actually hasn't had a proper update. True, actually, yeah. Technically, no Admech haven't either. They were really early, but... but... I don't think, in fairness to Admech, Compared to Grey Knights, they no. <laughs> haven't needed it. There, there, no. There's some really juicy things in the Admet Codex that, that it took a lot of people a long time to figure out. And actually, as the meta's changed, certain things in that Codex has become more powerful. And, yep. and so the Grey Knights, <laughs> all that's happened with them is like they've literally had just got worse. Though. Like at, at least the Admet have had the Scorpius disintegrator. Um, and of course the uh, flyer that was announced uh, last week. I like um, the new flyer. I think it looks good. I love it. I think it's oh, really fantastic. Good. Yeah, I'm really happy with the new admin stuff. I know a lot of people were down on the on the, uh, the old Dunkirk boat, as everyone calls it. I, I, I really like. I, I was not a fan, right? Lucy doesn't really play 40k, but she was like, you know what? That's actually quite cool. And I was like, mm, is it really though? <laughs> <laughs> it grows on you, I think, that one. It's like you have to look at it a few times, and then you actually look. Look at it when, and I think it's one of those weird models that actually, when you have it in the army, yes. it looks better. It's much better in person than what yeah. it is in Fort Oz. So the fact that Dark Angels are also getting an update there is good because let's face it, their chapter trait is 
pants. <laughs> yeah. It does not benefit them. Or if you stay still, you get the reroll ones. Great. Yeah. Well, if I stay still, I've I've got Azrael nearby. I can reroll everything. Yeah. Yeah. It so makes no terminators. sense. Terminators. Or if I stay still, I can reroll ones to hit. Great. But I've just teleported in. Yeah. The last thing they want to do is stand still. Bikes. <laughs> bikes. Great. I can stay still and reroll ones to shoot. I'm and on if... a bike. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be another interesting. We give them some chapter doctrines and, and what they're going to add to that already, okay, they're very mediocre chapter trait. Uh, I'll be very interested to see what they do to tweak that because obviously the Blood Angel's got a few extra bits and pieces with theirs. And they're first opinion, being improved and, and that. I, I'd be very interested to see what they do with Dark Angels. I think Dark Angels should have three separate traits like what the Dark Eldar Codex has. They should have the Deathwing trait. Yeah. Do whatever, I don't know. Terminators always count as remaining stationary or something like that. Like, yeah, or, like the yes. old relentless rule from seventh. And then yeah. Ravenwing, I don't know, like plus one to advance and charge or something like that. Something right? gives them jink. Like I know they've got the jinx it's a jink stratagem, isn't it, for them? Yes. Because, um but I think something that gives them a base jink would make them a very interesting choice because they, they, again they've had a little tweak in chapter approved, but it's still probably not enough for, for Black the, the, prob- the problem with the Dark Angels is that the chapter trait does not help any of them. No. Um, I think if going off the Blood of Barbuk is anything to go by as well, the Sanguinary Priest with a jump pack actually got his own entry. Which yes. He was previously an index entry. I'm hoping, kind of like what they did with the White Scars boot with Khan on bike, where they actually say, yes, this is a valid data slate, you can take a Dark Angel librarian on bike. Yeah, that'd be really. They need good. to do that. Um, as far as Thousand Suns go, I wouldn't say they're terrible. Uh, but, there's but, there's but some very competitive. Good. All right, ten, when you when you're talking competitive Thousand Suns, you're generally talking the Supreme Command detachment of Araman and either sorcerers on discs or um, demon princes. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, but anything, what what really needs to happen for those is for the for for the basic Marines to get a bit more of a buff. Because I actually think the Marines, with their their uber bolters, are actually pretty damn good. They are, but I don't think you should have to take ten models to get their special weapon. It's a bit. No, that, yeah, that would be interesting as well. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it would be nice if they dropped that. I don't. Ah, I don't know if they're going to, but I think I think if you gave them a few more tweaks, same with the Death Guards to a degree. Yeah, you know, if whatever happened to them again, if they had a few more tweaks and stuff, because again, they're very obviously they're very resilient. Couple more things just to make them a bit more interesting, and then you've got some ex- something that they can challenge the base means. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, as far as the cycle waiting books that have come out go, you're obviously primarily a Harlequin player, but you, yes. you know you're very much into your Eldar and stuff. Yeah. What are your thoughts now, sort of two months down the line, for uh, Rise of uh, Phoenix Rising? Um, I think. And probably with a lot of elder players, we were disappointed. We didn't get anything to match what was currently out there with a lot of things. I think there were some very juicy things that came out of of, of that book, the, the first one. Uh, certainly given the choices with the Crimson Hunter Exarchs. Like I've, I've been rolling with the dropping um, marksmans and then going for the um, plus one to hit with your heavy weapons so you don't suffer the bonus when moving. Yeah, but you can also pay a CP and actually get the benefit of both. 
I haven't done it yet, but yeah, mainly because I keep forgetting. But yeah, you can do that. And actually, but I've not really ever needed it particularly. Like I might have dropped one, mm-hmm. but just having that ability to hit on the two plus when you're at full strength, it's just been so good. And yeah. and that, that I think that's probably one of the strongest. I think the Shining Spears had one of the other strongest with that the um, giving their Exarch the plus one to their save. Yeah, so he's got a flat three up. Yeah, and then there's a side, one of the new, is it one of the new psychic abilities you could increase that? Or one of the old, I know there's an old one you can do, but I thought there's something you can do with one of the new psychic powers as well. So basically you can get a Shining Spear with a two-up inbound, which is ridiculous. So, yeah. and it's, re- oh, it's the, re- um, you can make it re-rollable. So you've got a, re- <laughs> a re-rollable two-up inbound on Shining Spears. I think you can, until they may well FAQ that, so that can't happen. Shining Spears are back with a vengeance, especially yeah. now, again, with their with their points drop. They went down yeah. again. Yeah, only a little bit. Not a huge amount, but again, I think they needed it because only Yunari was making them Uber. They were a good unit. And the of problem, course, no, no one's playing Yunari now. I, I, I think you might see a slight resurgence with Yunari. I mean, are they going to get something extra in this? Well, technically, technically, they got their own codex. If if you count the the fact that the war scrolls are actually in that book, yeah, true. But I, um, and their characters went down as well, which is really good. Like their their characters are now really interesting in armies. The Vizarch dropping, well, all, all three of them dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, the Incarn is actually now a really interesting choice uh, for any Eldari army just to slot him in because he's a beat stick. You know, you can, and he, he he scares people, so yeah. people put far into that. I think the problem the problem with the Eldar, the Eldar, and through the whole lot, the the, the Drakari and the Harlequins and everybody, is that the Craftworlds Codex was and the Drakari Codex were both very strong codexes. So many of the units in through them were useful, whereas a lot of well, you know, take Necrons, you've got Immortals. And Doomsday Arcs, essentially it. Yeah. Tau, you've got Triptide, Commanders are good, Drones. Broadsides. Broadsides. But it's still even broadsides. You're not seeing a hell of a lot. You're more seeing trip um, tides, lots of drones, and Commanders to pump out some shots. Uh, yeah. You know, there's there's a few things. Even the Admech. You know, all right, they, they've got the, the Rusty 17 now, which, you know, has come later on. Um, and it's still very good. Um but you haven't got huge quantities of things through that you think, oh, do you know what, this is this is uber competitive, this is uber competitive. You've got a lot of little things that work well. Um, and I think the Craft Worlds one was essentially a really good codex, like everything was good. Yeah. So when Yunari came out, you were taking Reapers, you were taking Shining Spears, yeah, you were taking Guardian, you were just taking all sorts of things that, that then they then had to readdress through the because of the Yunari codex. And then for the actual basic Craftworlds Codex, everything was overcosted. Yeah. Like Dark Reapers, I I I run a unit of nine to ten, and do you know what? Very rarely do they do something incredible. They chip away at things. They're okay, but it's that double shot. So you can take half the size unit and fire them twice. Yeah. That's absolutely. what made them amazing, and they just. Without that, they're they're a solid choice, but they're nothing. They're nothing incredible. And uh, now again, they've had a slight points drop, which actually again I think they needed. I think a lot of the stuff that everyone's going, oh, they're dropping that again. Yeah, because it's in a pure craft world codex now. It needs yeah. to be dropped, so yeah. it's now viable. 
Um, I mean, you talk about that. The 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 best one from the the Dark Reapers is the one that re-rolls the Exarch's amount of shots mm-hmm. for the Tempest Launcher. And yeah, I think if you take, and I'm gonna I'm gonna redo my craft worlds and give them a, a repaint um, and and run them as my own. Um, again, I don't think many of the craft world traits were particularly amazing. Same with a lot of the Jakari stuff. There's a lot of little interesting bits and pieces. Some of the Jakari ones were interesting. For example, uh, yeah. Dark Technomancers for the Covens. I want to try that. And there's because there's the the bit. Is that the one? With, um, what's the one that, that gives the racks the on a fire up? They do a mortal wound. Is that? I don't remember exactly what I'm, what that one was called. But the one that I liked was to go plus one to wound. Um, yeah. And and there was a cabal trait as well, which was it was similar to cabal of the black heart in the sense that your vehicles got your uh, inert suffering roll. However, mm. you did, you lost access to the vect stratagem, you lost access to labyrinthine cunning, and you lost access to writ of the living muse. But your poison being too damage was fantastic. See, I'm good. That's one of the ones I want to try because to be honest, I run black heart. For my Jakari to tap, well, I, to be honest, actually, most of them I run Slade Skull because mm-hmm. um, the extra range and the ignore cover. It's and it's ignore when you when you shoot, and it's one of my favourite things is when you shoot Ravagers into Space Marines, Raven Guard in cover, um, and those snipers in camo coats. They go oh, cover, and you go no. <laughs> no, you don't. Not anymore. Because I'm doing Flate Skull. Flate Skull's awesome. It's, I think it's my favourite one. But, I, yeah, I'm going to try playing around with a couple of them of Tweet Mine. Um, the ability to give one of your weapons, make one of your weapons stronger. Yeah. Um, I think that's really good. I like the one with the racks. I'd like to run a big rack-based one where you just chuck loads of racks into the into the equation and just try and do as many mortal wounds on units as you can. Yeah, I think that might be a lot of fun to to play around with, and, and racks being quite cheap anyway. I and, do I do need more racks. I've only actually got ten because I used to run Scalpel Squadron back I, in seventh. I've got twenty, um, and I, I would like to. I've got fifty witches that I need to paint. <laughs> but, and I think I think actually the the I think the witches probably did the best. There's, there's some really good ones out of the witches one. But the the, the problem with the the, um, the cabals one is that that people are always going to compare the other ones to um, Blackheart, Flame Skull. Yeah. And I think I think when you've got something so powerful, it's difficult to want to risk playing, and especially if you're playing competitively. Like if you're playing with your mates, then yeah. And that's where you should be trying it because you're going to come up, and this is where people are going to come up with these amazing combinations of stuff that just wreck face because people go, oh, geez, I didn't. Because it's the ability to have two different ones can make something incredibly strong. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm going to be, certainly be working my through. I'm, I'm, at the moment, uh, I've got six grotesque to paint as well because I think they, they've had a three point drop in chapter approved. And they're so good. Yeah, I heard that um, Talos had gone up, but. I'm not sure that no one else has been talking about it, but I, I, I don't, whether it's just a, a poor leak, but I saw one where their talus had gone up a bit. Um, obviously. Um, well, well, I tell you what. Why don't we have a look? Have a look. So I, I'd heard they'd gone up, and I'm, I'm, I wouldn't have been surprised with them going up because talus are brilliant. But do you know what? Talos melt under marines at the moment. Oh God, absolutely. Like toughness seven with a five up invo and six up feeling pain is not that hard. It's a dreadnought. Yeah, and if you put Yuri with them, they go up, up by a toughness strength. And... No, no, no. That, that is toughness. Oh, seven with with the, the, sorry. Yes, 
but they they got to four pinball, and that still doesn't make any difference. Doesn't make any difference. I lost. I lost to Ultramarine, an Ultramarine successor, because you normally run Ultramarine as a successor now. Uh, four Talos in one turn, just from Intercessor Fire. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Like, they just, I, I, I was incredibly lucky with my rolls. I couldn't make a six-up feel no pain uh, to save my life. But, yeah, they just absolutely melted. So Talos is 75 points base. Yeah. You normally take a macro scalpel. Yeah. Which is four points. That's 79. Chain you know, flail. Chain flail, which is three points. And the haywire. Uh, twin haywire blaster. Oh, it's not there. Or is it, or is it just two haywire blasters, which is eight points each? So 16, 23... Um, another 98 points. Okay. Well, that's nice. That's, I wasn't expecting that. Ravages went up though. Yeah. Which is crap. It's the only decent, like, But it wasn't, well, and also Razorwings went up as well, which is basically your DC platform. So they, I was surprised, and I think a lot of people surprised. I think everybody thought DCs were going to go up. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, uh, do you know what? You see him everywhere. That's why I surprised Talos didn't go up, if I'm honest, because I think everybody was convinced Talos would go up, because it's you, it's either Covens or, or Cabal. Um, and I think everyone was really surprised they didn't go up. There was a lot of weird things that didn't go up. I mean, obviously, Exarchs went up again uh, a bit, but yeah, all right, they went up a bit, but I don't think too badly. I think they went up fairly. I think it's what a lot of people say with the, with the buffs they've got with some other abilities that, that um, they went up a bit too, well they didn't go up enough I, I'm going to try my Exarchs with the 5 up Invong I haven't tried that one yet so I think that might be quite good mm-hmm. but so, so, I mean l- listen it was the first instalment of um, Psychic Awakening yeah. it, it was nice yeah I think everybody the first book, it was nice Everybody was because it had come straight after the, the, the Space Brain codexes plus the supplements. And I think everybody was thinking, right, we're going to be getting some of that action. And, and then you just didn't. And then, and then you really didn't. So I, it's a weird one. I, 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 I think I said to you before, I wonder whether the, the Psych Awakening books were mostly written before that Marine Codex had come out. Well. <laughs> on that subject, Faith and Fury. It does include the Black Templar supplement in there. But okay. not only do you now need the Space Marine Codex to play your army, plus your supplement, you now need Faith and Fury as well. So there's three books. And they said they would get rid of all the books. They did. Now, in my opinion, right, Marines did not need more. <laughs> No, we, we, we've been talking about this a lot at the club because we play um, quite competitive games. So the guys, like, to this stage where two of the guys who are uh, excellent players now refuse to play their Marines. They just won't play them because it's, it's just not fun. It's boring. It's a boring army to play because it's rolling dice. You know, uh, if you, all right, and, and you've got armies like Raven Guard that are powerful but require a lot of thought. And mm-hmm. positioning, they're they're and same with white scars, and I think the same will be you can say with blood angels. 
Um, I think they're going to be uh, an army that you really have to think about yep. because you're, you're you're planning for that turn three when you you can get the assault doctrine out. Yep. Um, Iron Hands is plug and play. Like there's there's yeah. very little skill in Iron Hands. Uh, Salamanders. Oh, by the you... way, Iron Hands already great. Yes, they nerfed them a little bit, but as if to say, oh, by the way, sorry we nerfed you. <laughs> Here, have a Tech Marine that is a master of the forge that God, can do yeah, all forgot, sorts of stuff yeah. on top of it. I forgot about the Tech Marine upgrade as well. And the, the Chapter Ancients got an upgrade. Mm-hmm. I think essentially every one of the sort of secondary and tertiary characters have got have got upgrades through as well, which I think, yeah. Like Do you said, know what's interesting, though? It, it specifically quotes that Blood Angels cannot use them. Which I find a bit weird now they've got the Doctrines. Exactly. The, the thing is about the Blood Angels is actually now, with the Red Thirst as it is, you can still use Blood Angels as a really powerful super army. Oh, yeah, because you... you you're not losing anything no. other than doctrines. Yeah, which isn't the end of the world because... The fact that you can still take a smash captain and go, oh, look, I've got the angel's wing and I only need an eight inch to charge now. And you can master, master art, not master art, and you can uh, what's, uh, you can upgrade a bog standard guys. So you can take an intercessor sergeant with a thunder hammer and give him a four damage thunder hammer. Yeah. Do you know what intercessors are? And I know everyone's down on the um, death company intercessors. Oh God, I loved my. I, yes, I, sh- I shouldn't have charged custodians, but really I, 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 against I, anything else, right? Death company intercessors are brutal. I like, just think that they need better combat weapons, and I think you need because uh, what I was and I had this brilliant. Well, it wasn't probably not a brilliant idea, but I had an idea because I because at the time they just talked about the abilities for them to have. Thunder hammers, and obviously the death company don't have sergeants, so we're like, well, does that mean you'll be able to get five intercessors with five thunder hammers? And I was like, all right, what you do is you chuck them in, t- in impulses, you get them up the board, you jump them out of the impulses, you hide them behind them, and then you charge them out the following turn, and they'll kill a knight. Yeah, like they'd be, but then you obviously now it turns out you can only have one. But then that's still a platform to get a thunder hammer into combat. And to be honest, with the bog standard, you don't have to make the death company because usually use bog standard intercessors and just give the sergeant either a power fist or a thunder hammer, and that's still another anti armor that you I'm can't think- snipe. Yeah, you can't get rid of him. I'm thinking where Blood Angel is going to be really good are obviously the old school death company, sanguinary, sanguinary guard. So much better. And Evictor Warsuits. Hmm. There you go. You got three. You've got. What are you going to do if someone pops three Invictor Warsuits up in your, your grill? Then gets the uh, Full On Furies, a big blob of fifteen Death Company up. Yeah. You've got um, Astrath doing two Litneys. Yeah. You get him up, push him as, and he's got a good old move on him. He can get. You can, yeah, and still upon the wings of fire though. Yeah. Where's your threat? Or you... On turn one, for yeah. a charge, is everywhere. And then you have a unit of Sanguinary Guard as backup. To come in on turn three and smash face. Yeah. I think I think Blood Angels are really, really interesting now. I think they're, they're, the, the they've only, always been fairly good. The only issue I've got with the new rules, right, is yes, turn three is great. Yeah. But survive till turn three. 
But that's where you've got to have you, you now. The way you've got to look at your blood angels army is you've got to build multiple threats. You've got you've so, got you've got to have a hammer and an anvil. You need the tough yeah. core to be your anvil, and the hammer comes down in turn three. Yeah, definitely. But I just think if you've got say basically you push up, you've got your death cart, your death company. Say so say you're playing August, you can reliably pump your death company into two big years of ult and probably kill them both. I killed a squad of 30 with seven Berserkers that didn't fight twice. Yeah. So you've got the Evicta War suits, so they're, they're pushing up. They charge another unit. So, so far, you've probably taken out most of an Orc stream, mm-hmm. or at least very least held it up. The Death Company, then, if you're smart and you're able to, you try and wrap the Death Company. Yeah. All right. You've got an ability now to increase uh, the Feel No Pain on the Death Company. You transhuman hit physiology them. They're going to take some killing. You've got uh, Gene Rot Might, which means any sixes to hit on a wound, I think it was. Yep. So now they've got to put a lot of work into cleaning your death company. While they're, you're, they're, you're, they're trying to do that, you've still got a strong firebase that's taking stuff out in the Devastator Doctrine. Do you know what the good thing is? We, we've still got access to kill shot. I was wondering whether they did oh, that. that You've now that's still a... got access to it. There's your backline for turn one. Yep. You've got Leviathan Dreadnought. You've got Chaplin. You've got uh, you've got your Librarian Dreadnought, and you halve your your damage on it. <laughs> you've got a Chaplin Dreadnought. Can you actually can Blood Angels have access to the four to Chaplin Dreadnoughts? Yes. There you go. Character Dreadnought. You've got two character Dreadnoughts. Well, te- you got- technically, you 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 want at least that. Um, you want the the librarian dreadnought in there with with the sarcophagus because he's yes. instantly a better psyker than anybody else in the Blood Angel book. Even Mephiston, which I was sad, Mephiston didn't get a third power to cast. He knows three, but can only mm. cast two, which I was sad at. But I reckon you the, what you do with Mephiston is you use him as a sniper. So Mephiston Why? now... Why? Why not take a Librarian Dreadnought for three points less? I still like Mephiston. I think he's, I love, I <laughs> I love think he's a beatstick. I, I think love, he smash He's fight. so good, right? He's strength 10. The Dreadnought is strength 10 or 12. I still think... How many attacks have the Dreadnought got, though? Uh, four, I think it's got base. So what's Mephiston's now? Six? Yes, but... But... Shock Assault on the Dreadnought. Shock Assault Mephiston. <laughs> Red Rampage. Red Rampage of Everston. <laughs> Unleash Rage. Unleash Rage. <laughs> no, I, I, I And, and Sanguinor. Plus, don't, don't, plus don't, don't be, right, don't be got, No, listen, listen. He's got two. <laughs> Mephiston has two more attacks. I'll give you yeah. that, right? <laughs> What's his damage? It's D3, isn't it? What's the librarian's damage? I can't remember. Three, possibly four, if you take yeah. Artisan of War. Yes, yeah, no, no. It, it, it's a type. What, what, what's the AP of Mephiston's sword? Uh, minus three? Yeah, what's the AP of a force halberd? Probably minus four, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you are right. It, <laughs> I, I just like Mephiston. I like the new I, I, mate, I totally agree. <laughs> Rule of cool, Mephiston all the way. Practicality on the battlefield, yeah. Librarian Dreadnought. And do you know the model I'd use? Isn't that their Blood Angel Forge World? Uh, Dreadnought with the, the big long halberd. No, that's a Custodes one. It's the one that ah, I use. He's yes, the Custodes. I think he's the Achilles Dreadnought. 
That's um, the one I want and, to use. And I might not have given them vampire wings. No, I love the vampire wings. <laughs> but that's, that's the one I was. I saw that ages ago. And I thought, oh, do you know what that is? That that looks awesome. Do you know what I think you may see a bit more now? What is the Death Company Dreadnoughts? Yes, they dropped um, it. They dropped ten. Do you know what? Blood talons are decent. You reroll hits and wounds. And they they are again. If you can, and there's there, somebody was saying it was brilliant tactic actually. Is you, you you put you either put Sanguinary Guard um, and a Dreadnought in a um, Storm Raven. Storm Raven. You fly it up, let them blow it up, auto blow it up, do D six wounds to everybody, and then shoot again. <laughs> shoot again, then drop everybody out. You've got yeah. All right, you may lose a couple here and there. But you've got a massive threat base in the middle of their army, and you've already chewed them up with more wounds and shot. Yeah. The shoot right. Answer me this: the shoot again strategy for the vehicle is that one weapon? It's one weapon. See, someone screwed me at a tournament. And they fired all their weapons. No. <laughs> on, a, on an executioner. I've got it here. It is definitely one weapon. Give me a second. I, yeah, a few people have said the same thing, but I, I thought, actually, tell me. So, what, Vengeance of the Machine Spirit. Use this strategy when a Blue Angel Land Raider, Repulsor, or Storm Raven gunship model from your army is destroyed. That model can either automatically explode, shoot with one of its ranged weapons as if it was the shooting phase, or yes. with one attack as if it was the fight phase. Dan, you cheated me. You cheated me. <laughs> no, it was. Um, it was. I blew up his executioner turn one. Um, it was. I. Uh, it was uh, Ultra Wing successor versus my my suplist. Yeah. And fired. He took out a unit of bikes, a plane. I think he mauled another unit of bikes. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, damn it, and it really hurt. Yeah. No, that's not a thing. But. But no, I think with access to kill shots still, yeah. I think three predators on the back line, I think intercessors are good for Blood Angels. They really are good for Blood Angels. Yep. Um, I still, Scouts are still really good for Blood I Angels. I still think, actually. I mean, don't get me wrong, if you can squeeze them in and get a, a power fist or thunder hammer on a sergeant in every squad, fantastic. But the issue that I've got with Blood Angels, right... Is Descent of Angels is two CP. Why do Night Lords get one for one CP in Faith and Fury? Because there's never been any link between what one unit, get, uh, one army gets for uh, stratagems that are similar to others. That's the problem. Now, now I can, <laughs> I, can, I can kind of understand it now that we get plus one. But then, why would we spend two CP when we already have a better charge than the yeah. Night Lords? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. But the rest of the stuff that's in Faith and Fury, right? Obviously, we, we we diverted into Blood of Baal that's there, already, but, yeah. but the stuff that's in Faith and Fury, right? Space Marines did not need all that stuff. I'm not even going to cover all of that because it, it's, silly. it's it's silly. The Tech Marine for Iron Hands is silly. Iron Hands are just silly. All, all, um, like, like we've already addressed that. Well, we've mentioned the the slight nerf they had, and yeah, it, there were certain Iron Hands players that were crying very salty tears over that. Um, <laughs> And, but the thing is with that, with, with Iron Hands, you're right, yeah, you oh you've lost your your file in involved. Take a Derodeo Dreadnought with the um yeah. the, the thing on it. Put it on somebody else's two hundred points on a Sky Shield landing pad. Yeah. You exactly. can fit three executions on that easily. Yeah. What I didn't like in, in, in I didn't like the Faith and Fury book very much at all, if I'm honest. Um I didn't like the fact that they jammed all the Space Marine stuff in there. 
I yeah. did I did like the Black Templar supplement. I read that and thought, if Blood Angels get half of this, I'm a happy man. Right? Yeah, I, I then, think Black Templars could have done it with a little, little bit more, but yes. they're still doing well already. But I then turned to the Chaos pages. <laughs> and if, any, if anybody has watched Tabletop Tactics review of this, Chef hit the nail on the head. And why? Yeah, uh, what why, makes... could, why, why could the. He said it exactly. Why could you not just add one sentence at the end of the Legion trait? If all yep. units in your army comprise of World Eaters, Empress Children, whatever, then every model gets access to the, to the Legion trait. Yep. On top of that, why do Space Marines now have a second chapter trait, right? Mm-hmm. So Iron Hands is reroll ones if you for heavy weapons if you stay still and then oh, you five, don't have to stay still it's five re- re-roll ones. or something you reroll ones with the heavy weapon if you move or not it's, it basically makes it irrelevant right and no you, the yeah, Overwatch five on fives don't they yeah the Overwatch on fives so the Overwatch um, on five and they go six up ignore wounds then yes. so they've got two chapter traits then if the heavy doctrine is active you get to reroll the ones. So, yep. so Space Marines have three, well, two plus a super chapter trait. Yep. Chaos get we, half of one. We all said, like, we're talking to the guys at, at our club, if they just had the Space Marine Codex with a few minor bits, well, it didn't have the, with the original chapter traits, they still would have been extremely powerful. Yeah extremely powerful they didn't need the second trait not at all but what you're noticing a lot with the stratagems now is that there are a lot of and it's what bone said the other day is that a lot of the stratagems now about are about tweaking smaller units or lesser used units to make them more powerful or making use a little bit more powerful which is what i loved about blood of bar because if you read what's yes. in there right right if you read what's in there there's about three stratagems for death company Yep. There's, I think, four for Sanguinary Guard. There's one yep. for the Death Mask ability. There's one for the damage to count as two. There's one to reroll hit hit uh, wounds with the Angelus Bolters. Yes. And I was like, this is good. They are encouraging people to use Blood Angel units. And you will apart, see them. Apart from Bal Predators. See, ah. Oh. Don't, don't, just don't go there. I still reckon you can use them. Why? There's, there's why? why? Why would you pay points for a predator, right, with a twin assault cannon and two heavy bolters? When yeah, you no, actually you're, you're not... buy a razorback with a twin assault cannon, yeah. and if you paid for two heavy bolters on top of that, it's less. They've had a points drop. No, they haven't. Did they not? I thought nope. they did. Ninety points. Damn it! They need a points drop. <laughs> there you go. Um, Do you know yeah, what? no, you are should, right. You're going to take the bog standard predator every day of the week. Right, if Killshot kill worked, worked on Baal Predators, I'm not kidding you, you'd see Daka Preds for days, right? Sure. 100%. Or, or, if they change the stratagem Lucifer Pattern Engines, you basically are auto-advanced six inches when, with a Baal Predator. Why would you ever do that? Mm. You wouldn't. Change it. Change it. So, But, I mean, I mean, yes, we've got big guns never tie it. That helps. It does, right? But you've got other stuff that you're going to use that on. Yeah, or every day of the week. Yeah, no, you're right. You, you're just going to take a, a standard, either the, the Trilaz Pred, or you're going to take, for a cheaper option, the Autocannon Pred with the heavy bars. Because you still you still get the same amount. Out. All right, you're not getting the amount of DACA, but you've got the range, and you're doing 
a lot of damage with them in the devastating doctrine. Exactly. So yeah, you're going to take those. The tactical doctrine is okay. I think it's got potential. There's, there's but you're only ever going to use that as a stepping stone. It's not like for um, ultramarines, where it's it's worth getting into the tactical doctrine and sitting in it. Do you know what? It, I, do you know what I would have liked instead of the stratagem to turn back the doctrines, one to yeah. turn it forward. Well, everyone said the same thing. There should be a way. A lot of what a lot of people were saying that actually the doctrines need to be is actually they need to consistently move, so that every turn they have to change. But for a CP, you can move them back or forth. Yeah. Because Iron Hands are never coming out of the Devastator Doctrine. No. Ultramarines are quite comfortable in the Devastator Doctrine and are even more comfortable in the Tactical Doctrine. Yeah. Imperial Fists, again, they're not too shabby in the Devastator Doctrine, but you know, they're better when they're in the Tactical. But they never want to be in the Assault, realistically. No. Um, and it's the same. Thought, same if you forced marine players to change them each yeah. turn, it would it would force you to think about the army a little bit more than the way that it's played. But well, also the way you build it. Well, exactly. Because you'll you, take units that would have to work in in the, in the tactical doctrine, and that have to work in the assault. So you'd have to build a three pronged army and go. Do you know what? I need to be ready. All right, because I've got. I can do a double battalion. So I'm rocking 10 CP, 11 CP, because I probably, well, unless you're a moron, you've used 2 CP for Chapter Master. Because yeah. why the hell would you ever not want to pay that? Because it's ridiculous. That's because Dante sucks. Yeah, why is he already a Chapter Master so you don't have to pay it? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but right. why, why, I, I that, love... That's one thing I thought I love Dante. Dante is amazing, right? I almost, even as a Blood Angel fan... I wish they'd killed him off. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I do. You, I know what you mean. He's a tired old man. He's fed up. He, he's had enough, right? Let him go. Yeah. Mephiston is primaris. Let Mephiston take over the chapter. Well, they've already basically chapter. said that with the when you look at the trailer. Yeah. Mephiston's been the one that's given has gone across the Rubicon. Because so Dante is actually fighting side by side with Mephiston. Unless the the, the other rumour that, that, that I've heard is that when it comes to the redoing of the Blood Angel book that Dante will be the next one that he'll be the poster boy for the Blood Angel one so he gets his Primaris upgrade we'll see, we'll see but like I, I said, wish, I, yeah, I, I, I wish they'd killed him off right? because he his Warlord trait is terrible who cares about being fearless as a Space Marine player yeah, yeah it's irrelevant why has he only got um D three damage on the Axe Mortalis. Yeah, nothing of that. Nothing's changed. Why? Why is it? Why is he one hundred and fifty points now? Yes, it's better than where it was, right? But he's a master tactician, right? When the Salamanders and the Ultramarines and the Blood Angels were all fighting the Orcs, Marnius Kalgar and Tushan both let Dante lead the three chapters. Yeah. Right? Why does Azrael get two command points in an invulnerable bubble and get the final command points for the same points? Why is Azrael better in combat than Dante, who took the head of a Hive Tyrant? A Swarm Lord, even? Sometimes it strikes me as that they get certain people to do the rules of one character and then they get the intern to write the other one. And it's just like, what, what the hell? Why have you done if, that? 
if Dante was 125, right, I'd probably take him. Right? Yeah. He would not be my warlord. Because the issue you've got, right, is a captain with a storm shield and power fist now, we'll, we'll use a power fist for comparison, mm-hmm. is higher strength. Can be and both, also, can, you can... Has, a, has a better invun. Yeah. You can make him death company, so he's got more attacks on the charge. And you can increase the damage of the power fist. Exactly. Why would I take Dante at 150 points over a Smash Captain with a Power Fist at, what, 120-something with a better invoin? Don't get me wrong, Dante's got a 2-up armor save. Yeah. But your Smash Captain's got a 3-up invoin and a 6-up feel no pain likely. Yeah, so you, you're always going to take that. Yeah, no, Dante's a shame because he's... Um, even though the model is fairly old, it's still a nice-looking model. Like, yeah. he's, 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 he's not a bad-looking fella still. Um, it's just yeah, he's it's it's all about the I think the, the way they've lent it now is all about Mephiston now because obviously they want to sell the model. I get that. Oh, um, fantastic! I can't wait to get mine and paint them off. Yeah, oh, he's stunning. He's absolutely stunning model. He's, I think he's one of the, and I I've actually quite liked all the new Primera stuff they brought out. I think they've all looked pretty good. Yeah, and I think Mephiston's my favourite. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to Ragnar when he comes out. Yes, yes. I, he he's I think he's one of the oldest Space Marine sculpts. He, he's even older than Dante actually. Um, I, this, but the, I, I've always been a huge Space Wolf fan, and I'm very excited about do, that. Do you know that Calgar's actually had four models? See, so he had his very yeah. old original one. That's the one where he's sitting down, isn't it? Yep. He then had yeah. his power armor one with the two fists. Yes. Which one in the air, one out in front? He then had his Terminator armor. Right, that's and the then one. he's got his new armor impressiveness, <laughs> which is half damage, eight wounds, Papa Smurf's baby. Oh, he's spawn. a big stick. He's an absolute he's, monster. He's he's, tre- he's so Dante should walk all over him. Yeah, but he's, uh, currently he barely walks. I know because um, Abaddon with Drachnian. and Abaddon's had a points drop. <laughs> he, he's good. He's not amazing. No, but he, with a points drop, he's he, you, you're not going to shy away from him too much. I think. Yeah, yeah. right. You're probably going to take the the chain uh, chain sword um, uh, warlord on with a jump pack. Yeah, most of the time. But he's still he's still a bit of a beat stick and can still wade oh, through a lot of he's things. He's really good. The fact he gives reroll all hits to Black Legion is fantastic. Yeah, Black Legion's tasty. But. Chaos in general. Yeah, a bit of a letdown. I, I think what I was surprised about the book with that one, it, it's like they just stuck two different books together. They've gone, like you said earlier, the space brings with everything, and then they've just gone, Meh. all right, there's some really tasty combos it, it, with you, the you know chaos what? stuff. It's like a slap in the face when you look back at the Chaos Space Marine Codex 2. Like, what was that book? It's a waste of time. Absolutely. If these stratagems, Warlord, Traits and Relics, had been in that book, mm. great, fine, yeah. right? But it doesn't change the fact that you're more of fiends. You're, 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 what they're called, the ones with the guns on. Oh, Forge Fiends. Forge Fiends, Defilers. Do you know, like, like none of them get the chapter trait. I would yeah. absolutely love my World Eater Maul of Fiend to get an extra attack. And what did World Eaters get? Some stratagems. But not not enough. No. Like, 
No, like I, I, don't, don't get me wrong. The stratagems... I read the World Eaters once thoroughly because obviously I've got World Eaters. They've got some very tasty stratagems, but that does yeah. not fix the issue with Chaos And they're Space one Queens. of the weakest. The World Eaters were one of the weakest of the, of the, of the group. <clears throat> I, um, I, I'll tell you a combo that I want to try, right? So, ten Terminators, dual lightning yeah. claws on everybody, right? <coughs> so you play the stratagem to turn them into combo zerkers so that they fight twice. <laughs> Right? Yeah. You play the Death of the False Emperor stratagem, which means that it triggers on sixes no matter who you hit, or fives if it's an Imperium unit. Okay? Okay, yeah, yeah. You go Veterans of the Long War, plus one to wound. Alright, yeah. And then you, yeah, also play, you also then play the other stratagem to increase the AP of your weapons by one. That's a lot of strats. It is. It's very, very CP hungry. You remember I said I, I killed 30 boys with seven Berserkers and they didn't even fight twice? Imagine if you did fight twice. Yeah, well, I, I, went, yeah. I went with chain swords with minus one AP for extra attacks. That's pretty filthy. And, and, they're, and, and they're, they're one and of the weakest ones out of that. I even paid two CP to interrupt to do that as well. Yeah, bloody hell. But <laughs> I think the problem is, though, yeah, there's the and through a few of them, um, Night Lords have had some really good Well, They've got some brutal war gear and stratagems out of that. But I think you'll be seeing a lot more Night Lords armies out there. Um, and Empress Children as well. They're probably one of the best out of all of them. There's some filth from that, but they just didn't get quite enough. I like mean, I, I, said, think, I think I think I'd chaos... be happy if they turned around and said, "Right, all units in your army, if they comprise entirely of World Eaters, Empress Children, gain yeah. the Legion ability." Or, oh, by the way, your Legion ability does this as well. Yeah, that's all they have to do, James. Oh, no, two or three sentences on. on Six pages. Done. I I still think it's going to happen. I I, I strongly I, I think we're on the cusp of ninth edition, and I think I think the Space Marine book. I, is I don't I don't think, I don't think we'll have a ninth edition. What I think we'll do is, is eight point five. Not even that. It'll just be eighth edition. But he's your newest up to date rule book with all the rules okay. in. Because yeah. when they released the mini rule book a few months ago, it was like. What's the point in it? Because nothing <laughs> in it is correct anymore. Yeah. And like, I went in GW Metro Center last week when I went to the Metro Center, and a guy was picking up the 40k rule book, and I genuinely felt bad. I was like, "Hang on, you're going to spend like, I think it's like 40 quid for the big book. Hang on, you're going to spend 40 quid on that, and it's useless." I but just think it's that... not my place to to. No, no, no. If, if the staff weren't there, I would have said that. Like, if I was in my local, I would have said that. Do you know what I mean? I do it. I said, no, you want to do this. Get them books instead. And this is where it's... I don't know we keep harping about what the chef says and what Bang says and what everyone else has been saying, but it's something that, that actually Chef made a very good point. He said that the, the, the rule books, and to a degree, probably the codex, should all be um, online with a free, upgrade, uh, free update. Yeah. Because what I find... It infuriates me a little bit with with, with it, and yeah, I, I no no yeah, no one would under, would say that we don't say they need to make money, and you could charge a monthly subscription and people would pay it easily, would pay it. Oh yeah. Um, it's it's the fact that you just you get an army and you go brilliant, I've got this army, it's brilliant, and then you buy. All right, I've got I've got the rule book. All right, within a few weeks, a few months, that's out of date, massively out of date. You've got the the chapter in, and I 
please, people, do not in any way think I'm having a dig at the fact they're actually updating the rules and actually listening to the community. That's not what I'm saying. It's fantastic I, that they do because throughout 7th edition, if you got an FAQ, you were blessed. Yes, 100%. And I think it's brilliant what they're doing. What I find slightly irritating is the fact that it's another, like we were saying earlier, it's another book you have to carry. You know, it's like, oh, right, brilliant. So I know I've got the rule book. I've got the FAQ. Uh, the, sorry, the chapter approved. And then I've got the FAQ that follows shortly after the chapter approved to readdress all the issues that they missed because the book was printed three, six months ago. So you're going to have it. What you're going to have in a month, two months, maybe, is a massive FAQ for all yeah. the stuff that's wrong. All the points they've got wrong because this was printed so long ago has then got to be <laughs> updated. And I think that's what I find slightly like if it was an online PDF that you just download, I'd have much, and you were paying five quid a month, three quid a month, five quid a month, or your gold membership gives you whatever, I don't know. Um, I would have much less problem with that, and they'd still be making their money. Yeah. Easily. And they wouldn't have the printing cost with half of it. Nope, because I, I, I imagine that's not cheap. And then, of course, shipping. Yeah. And I loved, and I love having a codex. But I'm so reluctant to buy them because I just know that it's going to be wrong or out of date or just not right in, the, in almost imminently. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're going to stop ranting about that now. I, I promised I wouldn't share rant. I promised I'd let you down. <laughs> but yeah, chaos. The need yeah, chaos was more. a show. Yeah. And I think they'll get it. I think you're, you're going to see a few more bits and pieces for them. And I think with the stuff they have got, you're, and again, uh, it, it harkens back to chapter three. Against, with, against, with armies that, against armies that aren't space marines, they do enough. And they're going to do some real work now. But I think, I think it gives them, I'm not saying a level playing field with, with space marines, but it gives them an opportunity to do some damage against space marines now. And it, it, it there are some, there will, and there will certainly will be more competitive builds to come out that, that, that are good. And it boils down to being the player rather than just picking the easiest codex to play. I think you're going to, you know, you, it's, you're going to have to really think about your chaos army and what you want it to achieve. Do you want to throw everything forward and, and be a, a smash face army where you're going to get, Loads of corn berserkers and terminators dropping in with Lord Discordance running up. You know, I don't know. Uh, I think you're going to have to really, 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 really think about your play style uh, and what you want to do. And you've got Alpha Legion are still going to be really good, and they've had some buffs. So you, you know, are they going to be the new sort of sit back and shoot army for chaos? And I suppose the good thing about it is you can still you can mix and match without losing any benefits. That is true. So there is the ability to soup it up even more. So I think that you you may well find that Chaos is going to be, probably you could argue at the moment, is now Spraysmans have lost the soup ability, one of the strongest soup armies. I think they're definitely going to be going forward, one of the strongest soup armies. Mm-hmm. So, obviously we, we discussed Ritual of the Damned at the beginning. Yes. Uh, for Dark Angels uh, and Grey Knights. God bless Grey Knights and let's hope that, they're, <laughs> that they actually come off where people actually now contemplate playing them. Because well, they, at the minute, people aren't even contemplating them. Well, I, I will say my friend Alex at the club is painting on a, a Grey Knights army and he, that's the army he's playing next year. 
for the for the, all the tournaments and all the leagues. And he may well have made a very good choice because if they get doctrines, um, get a readdress of some of the point uh, CP costs of some of their stratagems and some new stratagems and war gear, and whatever is going to be whatever their new model may be, I think they 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 could be the new Death Watch. Yeah, the the, the new Daka drop in waste face throughout psychic stuff. I mean, it's it's not going to help them, but like if everybody had access to Gate of Infinity, or if they could, not necessarily Deep Strike Turn One, but like if if I don't know, they 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 play nothing like what they did in seventh. In seventh, they were all over the place. They were in reserve. They were jumping around, yeah. and they just they can't do that. All the characters should be able to do D three mortal wounds on their smite. The units stay as one mortal wound. But the character should, should be able to do T3. But it shouldn't be 12 inches either. It should be 18 still. Yeah. 100%. And that may be something they re- they address with new rules. Or new abilities that actually maybe make um, a, 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 a... I don't know what the, the Grey Knights have, where they're houses or whether particular... I, I don't know what the term is, but I know what... No, I don't. Yeah, so whether they give... Give, give you that ability to actually go well actually this this group of grey knights are able to increase the range of their smite this group the characters are all supreme psychers and do d3 multiple wounds this one the units have access to be able to do two psychic abilities it's one thing Something that like i was that. it's one thing i was surprised at the uh, adeptus custodius book um obviously you've got i can't remember the name of the um again what they're called but uh, brins uh, who's appeared on the channel? His dark custodians, like uh, Shadow, some ones. Yeah, I can't remember the name of them, but he was quite surprised that they didn't have like their own rules because that's what he expected when he looked in the book. It was like, oh well. God, what the hell? Are, what the hell are custodians going to get? I don't know. Oh God, we <laughs> didn't even think about that, did we? No, I did not talk to him. He just so, anyway, the, the the fifth book in the series is called The Greater Good, which is obviously Tau. Mm. Tau and who? Yeah, that's the that's the tricky one. Is that going to be the Harlequins one? I don't uh, see Are Harlequins are too middle ground. I've heard Necrons because nothing's been mentioned for them. But then could the Harlequins be up against Necrons later on? Because they were missing from uh, Rise of the Phoenix. Oh, that infuriated me so much. Uh, especially where the trailer has a damn shadow seer in it. <laughs> it's just like, oh, come on, give me something here. Um, yeah, I, I, there's there's a, quite a few races left that have had nothing mentioned. So whether they're going to push them into a couple, or whether there's more books to follow down the line. So we've got the books coming up, and then we've got next year's releases. But then again, that's, that's a long time for Space Marines to be at the top. Well, I mean, the sixth book is Saga of the Beast, and these are supposed to be coming out in January, February, and March, respectively. Oh, so Saga of the Beast is probably likely to be Orcs and Space Wolves. There's no reason why it should be anything else. That seems very logical, yeah. But what armies does that leave out? So based on what we know about Ritual of Dam, we know that there's Dark Angels, um, Death... Uh, sorry, uh, Thousand Suns, and Grey Knights. Yeah. Right, we know greater good is going to be Tau, and we can make Probably a very Netflix. educated guess that Saga of the Beast is wolves and orcs. That leaves Necrons, Harlequins, 
Death Guard. Um, Death Watch. Death Watch and Gene Steeler Cult. What did the Astro Militarum get? Oh, yeah, they didn't get anything either. So that's them as well. Yeah. Well, hang on. So the first book is all the craft. Well, no, I didn't say And it was only craft girls and Jukari, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, there was only two. So I was trying to work out because a lot of them had three in. So obviously the Harlequins have missed out the first one. Yeah, so it sounds like the others would probably be the two. So, yeah, Tau. Ne- Tau Necrons would be sensible, I guess. Or it could be, like you said earlier, Tau, maybe Gene Steeler Cult. Mm-hmm. Or even um, Death Watch. Or even Death Watch. Um, there's, a, there's still a lot to come out. I think we've got a minimum two more books, probably three. Yeah. I think you're probably right. It's going to be interesting. Very interesting. Admech? Yeah, I thought that as well, didn't we? And obviously we know they're getting the new flyer, so are they getting a second codex? Or are they simply getting updates in... I think that they may well be... It's a lot of updates. But then they have done that with a few other things, put all the extra stuff into one book. So maybe they are. But I think... it. Sisters, obviously, Sisters of Battle Codex is out next year. I, I don't think that'll get. Um, I don't think that'll be included. No, I don't. But what I think is that maybe that's the start of the rebirth of the, well, of the next lot of codexes. Codices mm-hmm. um, will be the Sisters, and then from then on, you'll be getting a regular codex up to, uh, codex release as well. You've also got Knights and Chaos Knights. Yep. I mean, if they said logically, you would do Chaos Knights. Um, Knights would be an easy one to do. Just, just chuck them in the one book and do it like that. Just that we're done then. But yeah, I, do they? And they're not going to bother doing the Inquisition because they're too small. Um, like I say, sisters have just had theirs, so they're unlikely to get anything. Maybe they get a token thing. So they've got a load of new. Well, they've got so many new stuff, so much new stuff coming out next year anyway. They, they don't need it anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be very very interesting. It's it's hard to say at the moment. And... I, I I've got a question for you as as we come towards the end now. At the end of all of this psychic awakening, what awakens? What happens? What is this building up to? Well, we've kind of been semi discussing it, and it was what I said to you earlier. I wonder where it's Kegarak. See, I wouldn't be surprised at Angron. Yeah, new Primark. And they openly said that it wouldn't necessarily go Chaos Imperial, Chaos Imperial. Because everyone's expecting Russ or the Lion to be next, right? And we, they will be coming. Oh yeah, they'll come, they will. But I think it's going to be Angron. Or is it going to be Chaos Russ and I'll be very sad? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I genuinely think Angron, yeah, right? Because well, that'd be a good model. It would, but not just that. Like Bobby G is gonna go. Oh crap! What do I do? Yeah. Oh no, the Imperium's in peril. Help us! And then just in the nick of time, Russ is gonna be like, "Look, I don't like you. Stay away <laughs> from us. I'll go and deal with Angron. You go and divvy dally across the galaxy." That's yeah, what that's... I think will happen. Well, there was there was there was talk of, oh, was quite a while ago now of uh, a, a split between the loyalist forces, mm-hmm. and it was there was a lot of talk of it being space walls and a few others that go no we're not having anything to do with the Primaris, mm-hmm. and just splitting off, 
and there was rumours of that Russ would come back, and that's where they that would be the other focal point, and that that one of the new boxes would be almost Imperium versus Imperium. But no one's ever done a Primark in a box, so I doubt that would happen. But no. it, that was one of the that was one of the rumours a, a, a while ago, which would be pretty interesting. But yeah, I. I yeah, Angron would be awesome. It would be I, really I honestly wouldn't be surprised at an announcement of a Primark in the next next three, four months. I, I wouldn't be surprised at, at all. I mean, uh, Magnus came out... How long has the 8th edition been out? Two and a half years. So yeah. Magnus came out three years ago. Yeah. Gilliman came out two years ago. And then it was Mortarian. And then Morty came out... No, was Gilliman after Morty? No, Gil- I, I, Gilliman was at the end of seventh with the. Um... Yes, Gilliman was first. Then it was two, the two um, heretic. So yeah. yeah, yeah, Gilliman first, and then you had Magnus, and then Morty. No, no, it was definitely Magnus first because he came yes. up with a thousand Sun Codex oh, in seventh, and oh, then sorry, the, yes, 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 oh, what was the three tier book call when Kadia fell and stuff? I can't remember. Cause I wasn't. I wasn't. That that was the end of seventh when I wasn't paying too much attention. Yeah, well, then books came out because they released the Yanari models. They released Gilliman alongside um, Celestine and Greyfax and Voldus. Yeah. Uh, and then of course Morty came out not long after eighth edition dropped. So to be honest, it's actually been two years since we had a Primark. Yeah, so we're we're about you. Yeah. I genuinely wouldn't be surprised at something on Christmas Day alongside, um, I want to say alongside the, the Dark Angel preview and stuff, which kind of sim- implies it might be the Lion. Uh, it might not be, but I'm expecting something big in the next couple of months. So there'd, there'd be a massive Christmas release. It's going to be something that they're going to expect. That's going to be a shocker. Because um, yeah, I heard a lot of people talk about Fulgrim as well. Yeah, and when when the first book was announced as Phoenix Rising, obviously <laughs> Fulgrim is the Phoenix. Yeah. And obviously, with everything going on with the Eldar, obviously you know Fulgrim, Slanesh, Eldar detests Slanesh, and you know. Yeah. I, I did expect that at the time. Well, there's always been the the rumor that one of the heretical. Primarchs would not go good, but switch sides, mm-hmm. and the other way as well. There was, there was, there was right back at the very, very beginning when the Primarchs started to be released. There was, there was that. I think someone said there was like two walls. One loyalist would go bad, and one bad would go loyal. And there was a lot of talk. everyone assumed it would be Mortarian because he's never been. He's always been reluctant in his role. Like he's always just been sort of thrown in. Yeah. Although he's probably too far down the line to, <laughs> to change back. But I, I think yeah. the line will go bad because with everything that's been going on with the new Fallen rules and everything. That'd be very, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised that it was the Lion. And obviously. And he's uh, a bit arrogant anyway. So he's he's very likely to want to think he can do better. And I'm just upsetting all the Dark Angel fans now. Um, he's probably likely to think he can. He can Turn the tide of battle his way, and Gilliman's not doing it right. So yeah, that 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 yeah, that would be that would still be interesting. And then you could have Russ come and kill the lion; it'd be amazing. 
Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then you get a lot of really angry Dark Angel fans. Really, Dave. <laughs> and there's some really smug Space Wolf fans. But yeah, I, th- I think 2020 is going to be incredibly exciting for 40k. I think we're going to have a lot of big releases. Um, I, I don't think we'll get 9th edition, but we'll certainly get whatever 8th edition is becoming. I think it'll, it'll certainly hit home in 2020. I think the only thing that makes me think of ninth, ninth edition is we're we're perilously close to the to the same problems that were at the end of seventh edition, yeah. which is you've got the bloat of all the rules. You've got armies now becoming really big again. Like my current two thousand Quinn's army, point Quinn's army is I've got about two hundred odd extra points now with all the points drops. I remember when I went to Noratree twenty seventeen, right? I had. A single Death Jester, a Solitaire, I had two Shadow Seers, two Troop Masters, 15 Troop, six Bikes, three Star Weavers, three Void Weavers. Yeah. And that was 2,000 points back then. Yeah, no, and I think... I think... And I, I only had two Fusions per squad. Yeah. Uh, the, the funny thing is with the Queens, like I said to you earlier, I think with the changes, some of the changes that we sort of talked about earlier... You could have an army that small and it would still be A, uber resilient and B, uber powerful, but not broken powerful. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, it's a dice game. You fail in bonds all the time, but you would still just imagine with the, with the abilities they've got and with the abilities for Troop Masters to do the reroll stuff, even if two Troop guys made it into your lines, they're going to wreck face. At the moment, they just hit and they go, nothing really happens unless you get really lucky. Yeah. So I just get like I said, I don't think Queens really needed the the points cut. I think they need a rules address. I think it's the same with a lot of the other armies. You just all you're doing is bloating it again. Yeah. Like a lot of the tournaments have changed to two thousand well, they originally dropped down to fifteen hundred points at the start of eight because the armies are smaller, the games were quick, quick were quicker and they were a lot more tactical. And then as the points have been addressed and changed, the um, and they try to increase it to make them more interesting because you want people want to take all the new tools and toys. Now it's just getting back to how it was. And it, it made me very nervous when Vigilus came out and they started adding the detachments again. Yeah, because that was annoying. I, I was worried it was getting back to when you were getting all your racebacks free. Yeah. And you're getting all your drop pods free. You know, you think, oh, bloody hell, this is getting silly again. And I think it's it's on the cusp of, of, of what, well, I said it with, with Space Marines, it's already there, um, of it being a silly game uh, where you've got, like, I, I played, and like I said, I've got a, a quite competitive uh, suit list, and I played my mate Alex with his Ultramarines. Turn one, I'm ready. But because of the Invicta war suits and, oh, God, what are the troops, guys, that can also... Um, oh, infiltrators. Infiltrators as well. Um, I was boxed into a corner. He went first. With the amount of re-rolls he had, he had the lieutenant with the relic that enables him to re-roll hits and wounds, so he's basically a mini chapter master. So he sat with two uh, Contemptor Dreadnoughts with four Laz Cannons. Turn one. <laughs> turn one... I lost three Crimson Hunter Exarchs, half a unit of my Quinn's Bikes, and I and I was playing, we were playing ITC rules, so I went for recon because I had the flyers, not after turn one, and I'd lost half my bikes turn one. Yeah. And I, I got one recon point, and I wasn't able to get out of my deployment zone. 
and he and then he went off that it was that we we were having we we just laughed about it and he went it's just stupid I said I'm not playing this army again I will not play it because it's no fun because when you've got an army as manoeuvrable as yours and you cannot move it what's the point there's no interaction between the players it's one player rolling all their dice and re-rolling everything essentially and killing you yeah and there's just no fun and that's no, what, that, that, that's my concern about where we are at the moment. And I think, all right, yeah, the meta is sort of evening out a bit, and actually people are working out ways to beat Space Marines. But there's, but it, again, it just pigeonholes pigeonholes you into taking certain things you may not have or want to get or doesn't fit in with your army. And I think you just got in a situation where, it's, where you're, you're just stuck, and you just you end up taking Space Marines to beat Space Marines. Or, yeah, you've got the tower gun line. Uh, well, it's not even tower gun line, it's triptide, which are pretty good against space means, actually. Tower pretty good at the moment against space means. No, I, I, I to- totally agree with you. Totally agree. So, hopefully, you know, things in 2020 will rebalance a little bit. And I think if, if the rest of the uh, armies get updates to coincide, I mean, we're not going to stop the boot bloat. It, it's a shame that we're not. <laughs> no. Um, but, you know, if other armies are brought up to the same tier as Space Marines, yeah. then I think it, it, it could go back to being a fun game. I mean, me personally, I, I wouldn't say I fell out of love with 40k. I'm just enjoying Sigma so much more at the minute. Well, it's funny you should say that. Like, most of the guys we, who do our league at the club have, have started to switch to Sigma. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like, and it sounds a bit tough. We pretty much said the league games, which are our competitive 40k ones, we've pretty much said you don't play Space Marines in it. Yeah. Just don't do it. Oh, Blood Angels, like, they're all right. And there's certain ones you can, like Blood Angels, I don't think they're OP. Like, I think they've got some strong builds, but I don't think they're, because of the nature of, of how they work and that ability to have to get to turn three before they really do some damage. By that time, their units are depleted. So, yeah, they're hitting. But they're hitting like they're hitting a three, half an army. Yeah, so a three-man sanguinary squad is hitting as hard as a full squad. But that's all they've got left by that time. Yeah. Or yeah, and the same with the death company. Unless you're dropping them in a turn three, and then you still got to get a bit lucky. So I think, I think they're they're they were re- Templars were reasonable. They were reasonable. I think Raven Guards are strong, very very strong, but require some forethought and planning more than a lot well, of the other Ultras and Iron Hands are just silly. Yeah, daft as a daft as a box of batches. So we're gonna call it there. Um hopefully there's gonna be some you know really really big updates coming in twenty twenty. I'm I'm really excited. Yes, um, and certainly Blood of Baal has definitely rekindled my love for my Blood Angels and you will be seeing them on the YouTube channel a lot more. Uh, as they've been retired to the shelves since the Space Marines <laughs> came out. Um, I think most Blood Angel players have probably felt the same. Uh, I, I want my Death Watch back out, though. And at the minute, there's just there's no reason to use them because Space Marines are better. Yeah. I think Death Watch are going to be another very interesting one. I, I just I, I hope they don't go silly with them because yeah. I, th- I think they just need a minor tweak here and there Absolutely. To, be, to be really good. Absolutely. Give them Doctrines and they're not yeah. that far off. Oh, I think Doctrines is almost enough, but they'll, they'll they'll have to have something else. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, guys, thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the chat. James, thank you very much for joining me. Pleasure, mate. 
Um, make sure you are following us not only on YouTube and Twitch, guys, for battle reports uh, and live hobby streams. Make sure you follow the Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and of course, if you're interested in just the podcast side of things, uh, we are on Anchor FM, Spotify, and of course, iTunes. But uh, stay tuned because next week, well, in two weeks' time, uh, will be the Age of Sigma podcast where we'll we'll be discussing probably the Slaves to Darkness. Uh, and by the time we get back around to the next 40k one, James, we are very likely to know what is in Ritual of the Damned. Yeah, that'd be really good. So thank you very much for watching, folks, and uh, we'll see you again sometime soon. Goodbye, all.